Hello friends, this is Lisa DeLay, and you're listening to Spark My Muse. Today is Soul School Lesson 223, The Prayer of Quiet in Paradise. I'm coming to you today from Naguabo, Puerto Rico, in the rainforest of El Yuque on the southern part. And in the background you might hear noises. You might hear a rooster crow, you might hear a chicken making noises, you might hear the wind in the trees of the palms or the river in the background or this tin roof making its noises. I'm outside enjoying the weather in the shade. It's very beautiful here, very sunny and in the shade it's really comfortable and in the night it gets actually quite chilly. At the show notes for this episode, which you can find a link to at sparkmymuse.com for SSL 223, Soul School Lesson 223. I will have all sorts of different photos of my time here in Puerto Rico, the different spots. There's a lot of different kinds of climate and land in Puerto Rico in this semi-tropical environment. So there's more arid places, there's beachside places, there's cityscapes, of course. And where I am is tropical rainforest, where it does tend to rain almost every day. And at night, the place just comes to life with all sorts of nocturnal animals, lots of different tree frogs and birds, and it gets like a rowdy party. And now I kind of understand why people in these parts might take a siesta if they're awake all night with these sounds. I actually have to sleep with earplugs in to drown out those sounds. And then last night, I thought someone was walking around on my porch of the cabin I'm staying in. It just kept sounding like there was thumping around on my porch and clomping around. And it turns out that there were ducks flying on the roof and stomping around almost like they were in a inebriated state, clomping around, not graceful at all. And so definitely woke me up and kept me up a little bit. And I did have a run in with a cockroach that jumped in my hair and crawled down my neck. It was a kind of intimate experience I hope to not repeat. There's a lot of activity around here. And you can see bananas just growing on the trees and all sorts of different fruit, many of which I have never seen before. And I'm not sure what it is. I'd say most of it is probably not ripe right now. It's really a joy to be in such a lively and life-filled atmosphere. For people who live in a temperate climate with four seasons, you know how it gets sometimes at the end of August where everything is completely overgrown and just wild. In my mind, I've thought, good thing fall's coming because this is out of control and all this brush and all this, all these vines and everything's just taking over. Life is just taking over and once the frost comes, it'll beat it back and we can start over. Well, there is no starting over in the tropics. Everything just grows wild and you have to take it back with a machete or it just keeps encroaching. One or two weeks of not cultivating your land and the jungle will just take over and strangle everything in sight, really. I found out how coconuts grow. Coconuts just fall on the ground and as they decay, they sprout up a sprout and they begin another coconut tree. I didn't know that's how that worked at all. Bananas grow upside down and then this strange stem comes out the bottom with this giant this giant purple what looks like a bud of a flower 
And then that creates new bananas once that peels back. Banana trees don't look like they belong on Earth. It's quite amazing to me. So the big thing that has happened since I've come to Puerto Rico is that I've decided to start a nonprofit. And the thing that happens when you begin a nonprofit is that it's a cooperative effort. It ceases to become just your vision and it becomes part of a public trust, if you will. Other people get on board and you vote together and it doesn't stay just in your mind, but it becomes a vision of multiple people. So I started a GoFundMe and I would really love for you to check out the story there, see all the pictures that have been posted and jump in and join on. We're about $1,000 in. The money collected is set aside for the legal fees and paperwork associated with starting a nonprofit, as well as getting a place for a headquarters. And the idea really is to create an income stream through an Airbnb revenue model that allows people to come down and also volunteer as part of their vacation time. So I will have things set up for people to do when they come down, whether it's helping in a garden with vegetables for the food desert and sustainability projects we're going to be doing, or helping with education programs. There will be something for people to participate in when they come down, not just take a vacation and enjoy the beaches and enjoy the historic sites and all the beauty around here, but also lend a helping hand for people who need it. 46% of the people here are below the poverty level. It's an astonishing amount. Nearly half of the people here are below the poverty level. Where I'm located in Naguabo, the average income is $9,000 a year. It's just an incredibly impoverished area. So I really would love it if you would check out sparkmymuse.com. Go to the link for GoFundMe and see what is happening. I'm going to be meeting with Terrence Lester of Love Beyond Walls. He's a superstar in the nonprofit area, and he's going to be helping me along as we begin this tremendous project on the island of Puerto Rico that needs us so badly. A U.S. territory that is really abused by U.S. policies here. A story that I was just told recently by my friends Dan and Tanya White is that Advil is made down here, as well as plenty of other pharmaceuticals. But you're not allowed to sell Advil here after making it. It has to travel all the way back to the US mainland, and then travel all the way back, and then face a 20% import tax. You can imagine how expensive that makes everything. And this is something that would never be put up with in any of the states of the United States. But because Puerto Rico is treated like a colony, with all kinds of disrespect like that, it's possible. And this could easily be changed with the signature of the pen for President Biden, but there is no will to do it because all this needless shipping, all this use of energy and fuel pads the pockets of the shipping companies. Every time it's brought up, these lobbyists say, we'll lose jobs. But in keeping the Jones Act intact, it breaks the backs of the people who are the most vulnerable here on the island. 
I'm going to be t continually making people aware of this immoral law from 102 years ago that continues to oppress and impoverish the people of Puerto Rico. And I'm going to do it until change happens. Please help me spread the word. Today on this episode, I want to read from page 102 from the book, The Wild Land Within. That's the book that I wrote from April of last year. This piece of the book talks about the desert elders that were in the 300s after Christ. These desert elders would sink deeply and continually into what they called, quote, the prayer of quiet, unquote. This type of prayer is called apophatic prayer, and it doesn't employ words. Apophatic prayer involves a mindful and relinquishing disposition in the process of communing with God. This contemplative method of praying does not use images, requests, intercessions, and rituals. It involves the quieting of one's spirit and the settling into the essence of being, which allows one to be found in the presence of God. Many of us in Western contexts and cultures are accustomed to only word-based praying. We understand God mainly through an acquisition of knowledge that affirms what and who God is. This is the cataphatic way of knowing God. This is the first way we begin to know God, or anything for that matter, with definitions, descriptions, concepts, categories, images, and words. After some development, we understand more fully that God is transcendent, uncontainable. We may notice that God shatters any box of mental understanding we have been misusing. Then we may come to a place that points beyond conceptions so that we may start to discover what God is not and allow room for what we can hardly conceive. God is no thing. Sometimes other names can help disrupt our hardened and limited concepts of God. Divine love, mystery, source, Apophatic theology, seen most fully within Eastern Orthodox Christianity, invites the spiritually devoted beyond limitations and known categories to ways that make room for what we don't know and cannot comprehend about the divine. The prayer of quiet draws us ever deeper into the mystery that is worth growing familiar with, but is ultimately unknowable in its totality. There is a boundlessness to the one who we in English sometimes call God. An apophatic prayer may lead us into that unknowing to experience the divine beyond what we know. Skipping over to a portion on page 103, priest, theologian, professor, and author Henry Nouwen wrote in his book, The Way of the Heart, in the sayings of the Desert Fathers, we can distinguish three aspects of silence. All of them depend and strengthen the central idea that silence is the mystery of the future world. First, silence makes us pilgrims. Secondly, silence guards the fire within. Thirdly, silence teaches us to speak. That's a short excerpt from my book, The Wildland Within. I hope 
that if you haven't read it yet, you'll get yourself a copy, and you can find a copy at this short link, tiny.cc forward slash wildland. That will take you to an order page on Amazon. But feel free to go to your local bookstore and make a request. As I see people join me in this effort to help people who are suffering and less fortunate, my heart is strengthened and encouraged. And I give you this encouragement as I close this episode today, and that is do not grow weary of doing good. When you look around, you will see people who are malicious, you'll see wars and rumors of wars, you'll see selfishness and pain. But do not grow weary of doing good. Let your heart be lifted. Let it be strengthened by the spirit that is greater than you, the spirit that comes from the source of all love. And strengthen your brothers and sisters and siblings who also have the spirit in them because we need to work together. When we feel alienated and disconnected, we also feel disempowered and weak. But when we join together, we celebrate each other, we support each other in word and deed, the kind of strength we gather from that is beyond compare. I felt that strength, as well as felt discouragement from the apathy of people who are privileged and live without need. But when people who sometimes have very little help and contribute, my heart is made so glad. I have seen some extremely kind and generous people on this island. Whether that's people who were born here, or who have returned, or have relocated here. I've seen a kindness and generosity that is inspiring. I hope the Lord bless you and keep you. I hope God's face shines upon you. I deeply appreciate your prayers, your encouragement, your financial help, and I will see you next time on another episode of Spark My Muse. God bless you. <laughs>